It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Taniguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen in Calgary, Alberta, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Brent Willis, who is CEO of Voyager Pharmaceuticals in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, Brent. Well, thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it. I always enjoy talking with you. Thanks, Brent. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Voyager Pharmaceuticals, what it is and how it started. Sure. Uh, my brother and I are founders of the company. Uh, we've been in the barium sulfate business for the past 35 years, and uh, we developed projects out in BC. And, and uh, we took those projects and we transferred them into a company we called Voyager Minerals. And what we did is in 2017, we took the company public and we launched our drilling program on, our, on what we call the Francis Creek Project. And we ended up discovering the highest grade barium sulfate deposit in the world that makes pharmaceutical grade. And from there, we, we realized that uh, the best path forward for us was to move into the direction of the pharmaceutical industry. Now we're in a position where we're looking at manufacturing our own pharmaceutical products using our own minerals. And by doing that, we're going to be the only fully integrated company in this space where we control all our costs and our theme is from the earth to the bottle. And we're pretty excited about it all. So, so what kind of uh, pharmaceutical products are, are, are generated from this? Well, they're used in the radio contrast uh, healthcare space. Uh, barium sulfate is used for, uh, it's called barium swallow, barium enemas. It's barium contrast. It's used in x-rays and CT scans. And the other product we're focused on is iodine. And iodine contrast is an injectable. And it's used in, in the similar applications in the uh, radio contrast business. Okay, super. So how did you initially get started in this field? Well, my brother and I, we started when we were 17. My father owned a uh, drilling fluid company that required barite for his uh, drilling fluid business. So my brother and I, we were out on drill rigs when we were 17, running geophysics, prospecting, and that's how we first entered this business, and we've been at it ever since. And that's where we are at today. So what's your vision for this uh, business as you move forward? Well, we're looking at we're looking at you know creating a fully integrated company. That is our main focus because there's no one else in this space that's fully integrated. And because we have the resource, it allows us to be fully integrated. And when we look at the economics of being fully integrated, we don't believe anybody's going to be able to compete with us. And that's the key driver of us moving forward. And that's our ultimate goal is to become fully integrated in the next few years. Okay, what's been your biggest challenge uh, in uh, in this business over the years? Well, it's always been challenging. You know, nothing's easy in this business, especially. Uh, you know, we're I think we're one of the very few companies that we're almost like a hybrid mining company and a pharma company, and it's been challenging just trying to project project that message and why it's so unique and special. You know, raising capital in these markets is a is a very challenging market to raise money into, especially now with COVID-19 and all the issues we're experiencing with that. But o overall, you know, we meet every challenge and we get through them and, uh, and we just keep moving forward. So uh, over the years, um, do you recall maybe one single piece of advice that you received that's kind of resonated with you about being an entrepreneur? 
Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it really comes down to uh, never giving up, you know. If you have a good business plan, number one, get it vetted, get other people's opinion. When people say, hey, you got something here, then focus, stay focused. And it's not easy. It, you know, you just got to remain focused, work hard, put the naysayers behind you and just believe in what you're doing and, and make it happen. That's the key. Okay, so you mentioned COVID uh, and coronavirus. What impact has that been having on, on you as, your, uh, as a business right now? Well, it's been tough, you know, it's been tough on everybody, you know, it, it, I've never imagined that we'd ever be in a situation like this. And, you know, my heart goes out to everybody out there that's suffering from this and uh, the businesses that are suffering. It's such a tough environment for everybody. And for us, it hasn't had a major impact on us from an operational standpoint. You know, we are finding that uh, remote work has actually increased our productivity in our company. Wow. And uh, people have really adapted to that quite well. And it's actually something we're going to just maintain moving forward. We think that uh, remote working is, uh, is actually very good in our company. But uh, again, the biggest challenge is, uh, you know, trying to sit down with people to raise money in this environment. It's tough. So, you know, we, we're, our plan is, uh, you know, we can ride this out for the next three months. We're not worried about it. And we'll get through it. And, uh, and then we'll just continue on marching forward. And we have a great project. And people really are starting to get engaged in what we're doing. So amid all this, uh, this crisis, uh, do you see a silver lining? Well, with Voyager, you know, I, I look at us and, you know, we're one of the very few stocks that hasn't declined in this environment. And I think that really shows uh, the fundamentals of what we're doing is strong. But, you know, the silver lining, I think uh, when we look at coming out of this, I think we're going to be, you know, at the bottom of a, a bearish market in the equities. And I think uh, equities are going to be strong moving forward over the next 10 years. I believe we're going to, equities are going to be one of the strongest uh, investments because when you look at what COVID-19 has done with the world economy, it's really exposed the weaknesses in Western democracies across the world. Countries are really in poor financial positions. And when you look at where the money is going to flow in the next 10 years, is it going to go to government's debt, bonds in that market? I don't think it's going to. I think there's going to be a major shift from government to private sector. And I think moving forward that the equity market is going to be the last uh, safe haven. There's very few other uh, markets for people to park their money in the future. So I believe there's going to be a major bull market moving forward in equities. And I think it's going to be a 10-year run. Any advice you have for fellow entrepreneurs to help them guide their way through this uh, mess that we're in right now? My, my experience over life has been nothing but ups and downs, you know, and lots of dark days and a lot of great days. And, and when you're going through a crisis like this, you just got to remember it's going to end and then it's going to be nothing but up after that, right? And just got to hunker down, ride this out, and brighter days are, are just on the horizon. Just remember that. Every, everybody needs to remember we're going to get through this together and we're going to uh, come out the other end and, and we're going to all get through it. Okay, super. Going to switch gears a little bit here, uh, Brent, and ask you a couple of personal things. Um, tell me some, uh, some of your hobbies, passions, and interests are outside of work. Well, I think, you know, when it comes to de-stressing and trying to get uh, business out of my mind, I think the uh, the biggest the most effective thing I have that I do is uh, volunteer coaching in, in our community in hockey. I love it. I coach every year, and I find that's the most de-stressing thing I do in my life. It's, I love it. I love working with the kids, and uh, that's the biggest thing I do. 
Okay. If you weren't doing, now I know you said you've, you've been at this for quite a long time. So if you weren't doing this, uh, I don't know with Voyager, uh, any thoughts of, and ideas of uh, what kind of a career or profession you'd be in? You know, building businesses is my DNA. Whatever I'd be doing, it would be creating projects. I love it. It's uh, taking something from nothing and creating something and creating value and creating jobs. It's nothing more rewarding than that. Okay. Do you have a, uh, you know, I know that this will be tough, but uh, if you had one word to pick that would describe you, what would it be and why? Well, I think uh, maybe optimism. I've learned over the years that, you know, you start dwelling on the negative, it's, it's a path to going nowhere. You have to always be optimistic. You always got to be looking at the future that things are going to get better. You never look back, always look forward and uh, always be optimistic. There's always things to be optimistic about. I guess we've learned that in Calgary too, right? Uh, Obviously with the oil patch, right? Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, Calgary, Alberta as a whole has just gone through such a tough, tough, tough environment we've been uh, you know the anti-pipeline movement our fellow canadians aren't supporting us it's so hard on albertans and then on top of that price of oil crashes yeah top of that we got covid-19 you know alberta's got a long slug ahead and i hope that after all this that uh, canadians come together and realize that uh, you know we need pipelines going west we need pipelines going east we need we need the keystone to go through these are important, not for Alberta, but for the entire country. And I hope Canadians will actually wake up and look at and see how important the energy sector is to the entire country. Yeah. It's the sentiment here in Alberta is getting so anti-Canadian. You know, the separation movement is the last thing we need is separation and all that. That's, uh, you know, we're Canadians. We need to support each other. You know, we love our fellow Canadians, but we're, as an Albertan, we're all getting really frustrated with how, our fellow Canadians are treating us. And we hope that changes after this COVID-19. Okay, super. Do you have a daily routine that you follow? Well, my, my routine is getting up, working with my kids, getting them out the door. <laughs> and then I just focus on uh, the daily events. And I, I look through uh, all, the, all the things that are going on around the world. I think you know, our economy is a world economy. We're all connected. And uh, you need to be on top of what's going on in the world if you're going to be running business. And then I jump right into work, and that's my routine. Get home, hang out with kids, you know, go coach hockey, do whatever, and uh, that's my routine. Okay. Do you have a favorite place you've traveled to? Oh, wow. I've been all over the world. So it's, I've been to Europe and Asia and China and Latin America. You know, probably the most favorite place I've ever been in my life is the Republic of Palau. It is the most beautiful country in the world. It is a country that has no debt. It is a country of about 20,000 people. It has a U.S. system of law, U.S. dollars. They all speak English. And uh, I was asked to go there to create a mining industry for the country. And uh, I spent time over there. And my conclusion was mining is not suitable for the country of Palau. It is a pristine environment. It goes against our culture. But what I, what I learned was it's uh, one of the most beautiful countries in the world, and I encourage everybody to uh, go travel there. It's, it's a bucket list country, and they're suffering right now like everyone else. They rely on tourist dollars for their economy and devastating over there for them. 
Okay, pardon my ignorance, but where is this? <laughs> well, it's in it's in the Pacific. It's uh, in between the Philippines and Guam. Okay, and, uh, it's one of those islands that the uh, that during World War II, uh, U.S. Marines landed on and heavy fighting on their way to Japan. It's uh, got a unique history and a unique culture, and uh, the people there are just met. They're fantastic. They're friendly, unbelievable, great people. Okay, speaking of travel, I'm going to present a little scenario to you, okay? So just imagine a small, beautiful, tropical island in the middle of the ocean with only one phone booth, no technology whatsoever uh, outside of that. Uh, we're going to drop you off there and by yourself. Anytime you can use the phone to call us and we'll come pick you up, okay? So how long would you last before making that phone call and what would you do until then? Um, probably about two days and I just hang out on the beach. Hopefully they got, uh, you know, cold beer sitting beside me. And, <laughs> but then, you know, I can't sit long. You know, I, when I go on vacation, it's, you know, 10 days max. You know, I need to be busy. I need to be focused on something to, uh, to keep me moving forward. So, you know, I don't think I'm the type that's going to retire. I'm, I'm a guy that's just got to keep busy all the time. Yeah. Okay. Super bad. Is there anything you'd like to add, uh, Brent, before you leave us today? Well, you know, I, I'd like to thank our shareholders and I hope they're all doing well during this uh, crisis. And, uh, you know, like I said before, it's, uh, our stock, the fact that it hasn't dropped is, uh, speaks volumes. I thank our shareholders for that. It shows me that they believe in what we're doing. Thank you to all the Voyager shareholders out there. Okay. Thanks a lot, Brent, for joining us today on Calgary's podcast. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.